Today's episode is brought to you by Diane Kinlaw of Go Prime Mortgage and Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty. I love the symbolism of a phoenix. What what the story of the firebird of the phoenix is, is basically it consumes itself in flames, it turns to ash, and you think it's done, but then it rises this completely new, incredible creature. To me, it resonates because you kind of burn your old habits, just like that, that bird burning itself to ash, and then you rise just this completely new creation, which is what we can do with our lives and with our body. I just love that yeah. imagery. I think so much so. of us are stuck in that mindset that people don't change. But then you hear stories of people like you who were living a certain way and you have completely done a 180 from that. And it's not like it's something that you're currently struggling with anymore. It's like this is a whole new version of yourself. But it took a while to get there. It did. It, it took was, a lot of work. It was years um, of small changes. Thank you for listening to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit guyswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Welcome to the Guys Who Do Stuff, the show where we help you get unstuck, tell a better story, and have a good answer to the question, what are you doing today? I am Joe Woolworth. This is Joshua. Joshua Manning, and we're here, hosts of this show, and we're coming to you live in the middle of snowmageddon here in North Carolina, where they canceled schools for the one time where they actually should because there was snow on the ground this morning. Two inches of fabulous, baby. Yeah, and it looks awesome outside. It's fantastic. Yes, it does. It Josh is. is off crushes, which had me a little nervous that he was walking through the, the ice-covered parking lot when you were walking up to the door today. You mean the salt-covered parking lot? Yeah. This boot was made for the moon landing, man. <laughs> so, yeah, no problemo. Thanks, Joe. Good to be back. Five days off of crutches. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, today on our show, really excited to talk to, with Brandon Woolley, who's our guest today. Hey, Brandon, welcome to the studio. Thank you. What's up? We're excited to talk to you because I think our shows are a bit of kindred spirit. So Brandon has a podcast in, in his addition to his company called Fire Within, Fire Within Nutrition and Fitness Podcast, that, by the way, is ranked number 52 in fitness in the U.S. charts, which That's is pretty great. amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, he really knows what he's talking about when it comes to fitness and nutrition. I get to produce his show, which is a lot of fun, and so I'm learning a bunch about it. And there's just a ton of questions that I want to talk to you about that kind of stuff. But where I think we share an aligned kind of uh, vision is our show is like helping people get unstuck, and we love talking about what causes things to change in people. And your show has this premise that if you want to really make a difference in your health and wellness, you need to have a sustainable plan that there's no shortcuts, there's no cheating, it's just putting in the work. And I feel, I see so many correlations between that and the life of an entrepreneur. There's just no shortcut about building a business. There's no give this guy $500 for a course and all of a sudden you're a millionaire that really works in the long term. So tell us a little bit about your story and how you started Fire Within. It, it really starts back to my teaching days. I was a, actually a band director. A man director? <laughs> yes, a man director. No, a, a band director. Band director. I taught middle and high school band. Loved it. Was teacher of the year. Just really enjoyed it. But I, I always was, thought that was such an admirable profession to take a group of kids that had like the, the attention talent. span. Yeah. The attention span that we all had at, young, <laughs> at a young age yeah. as well. I'm not picking on kids. We all had that. Yeah. And yeah. be like, guys, we're going to do something crazy together as a group. And yeah. we're all going to learn this music and walk and do all these things. It's yeah. like, that's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Like, a, like a great movie plot. <laughs> <laughs> or an aspirin commercial. <laughs> but no, I absolutely loved it. I, I miss it. But, you know, back then I was 244 pounds. I was pre-diabetic. 
I had an extensive family history of heart disease, diabetes, stroke, mental disease. I mean, all kinds of things. And Did it creep up on you? Were you always a big kid? I, I was. In fact, in high school, I joined cross country for the only purpose of losing weight. So I'd stop being picked on. and But that actually set me up for what would come later. In college, I just hit this low point. There's actually six months of my life I don't recall because I was in such an insomniatic, poor sleep cycle. Like I didn't drink. I didn't use any substances. It was literally from uh, just lack of sleep, poor eating, and just feeling like garbage. But there's six months of my life I don't remember. My ex-wife at the time pointed that out to me, and she would say, don't you remember this? No. No, I mean, these were major things that happened in our relationship, and I, I didn't recall it at all. And just seeing pictures of myself on social media, I couldn't believe that was me. And the seatbelt started cutting yeah. into me, and I was like, this is insane. What was the moment where you're like, nope, nope? Because I think this is a thing for a lot of people, right? And it might not be weight loss, but then you see it. For a lot of us, I think it's social media. We see something on social media. Yeah. Or you get that moment where you look in the mirror and you're like, who's that guy? So what was your moment look like? Okay, so there's a picture on social media. I ought to put it on the website. It's me uh, playing around, sitting on a, a fake turtle. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm bigger than the turtle. <laughs> and it was this giant cement turtle. But it was that in the same week of the revelation of six months of my life is gone from my memory. And then getting on the scale at the East Carolina gym and seeing 244. Um, and also I'd found out I was pre-diabetic all in the same week. And as cliche as it was, it was New Year's. And I said, I'm going to run six days a week, every week, no matter what, which is a stupid idea. But I did. I started with Couch to 5K, which was like a walk run program. Yeah, yeah. And literally for years, I did not miss a day. I'd take one day off a week. I ran in snow. I ran in 105 degree heat index. I almost gave myself heat stroke. Yeah. Because I was afraid if I took one day off, I'd take another day. Anyway, that's not the best approach, but I did that, got into marathons, and ended up losing 84 pounds. I was using loseit.com to track calories, which I now know isn't the best method. But it, it was helpful to, to do for a while. I lost 84 pounds, loved the way I felt. I think this is important because you've kept it off now for more than a decade. Yeah. Did you get a tattoo that says 244 no more? <laughs> no, but that's not a bad idea. So I got into marathons and there was a Marine or a guy trying to get into the Marines and his, his running was really poor and that was going to keep him from being able to enlist. I decided to work with them at no, no cost. Really enjoyed it. I started coaching other Marines for the same thing. Um, and then somebody had mentioned, why don't you become a trainer? I was a teacher at the time. I'm like, eh, I left it off. And one year I just decided to get a certification. I left teaching. It was scary as hell. I didn't know what I was doing. Because uh, you had all this money invested in education for being a teacher. Like there was a lot at risk to change oh, career yeah. paths. I just finished my degree, been teaching maybe three years. And, and I actually, I, I was a teaching fellow scholar too. So it meant I had to pay back a quarter of that scholarship. Uh, and that was a big chunk of change too, like $7,000. Mm. But I was so passionate about fitness and the way it changed me. And I felt I could make a bigger change there than I could in, in education. Uh, and I miss the kids, but I still get to use all those skills because I became the nutrition program coordinator at Lifetime Fitness. I was there for five years. I've done workshops and seminars for thousands of people, worked with thousands of clients and just kept adding certifications, metabolic coaching, you know, precision nutrition, and discovered that I can actually help people completely reverse chronic diseases. You know, a little known fact, most of the cells in our, in our body completely change over every seven years. So in quotation mark, chronic illnesses were going away. I have heard that we get a new body every seven years. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. So, so I think I like to work in tandem with Western medicine 
and doctors and things like that to help people do some pretty amazing things. Was there anybody in your life, you know, other than you looking in the mirror and, and seeing that picture on that turtle, was it, was there anybody in the, in your life that were, was a, or were you just in, divinely inspired or how did it? Yeah, I was just like mortified at what I'd become. Interesting. And that's one of the things I like about your story, because for a lot of us, the catalyst involves somebody else, but not always. Sometimes it's intrinsically motivated. And I know that's a big thing for you. Yeah. You got to this point of like, I'm going to see a change happen. And then you didn't break your New Year's vow like everybody else does in the first (laughs) 12 days, but you stuck with it for years. Yeah. And I bet that's a big key to your success because you found that thing that intrinsically motivated you. How do you help your clients find the thing that intrinsically motivates them? Now, it is difficult, the intrinsic part. But, you know, one of the exercises I like to use with them is... Can you uh, unpack that in case that's a big word and people are like, yeah, what intrin- the heck is intrinsic So mean? intrinsic <laughs> means you're self-motivated. There's not an external thing. Like, you know, if you tell a kid, if you clean your room, you'll get ice cream. That's not intrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation is because of my core values and my belief system, I have to make this happen. And I I don't want to live with myself unless I can make this happen because it's not who I am. See, and that's another way of saying what we've heard over and over again on this show about like from a company standpoint, like you need to know your why you need to know your values if you're going to make it through the tough uphill sludge that is starting a business. Yeah. It's just, you, you have to have that. And I think it's another way of saying you need to be intrinsically motivated. Right. Yeah. So uh, a lot of times what we'll do, you know, Paul Reddick has a great exercise called five, six, seven, and it's similar to Simon Sinek, find your why, but you say, well, what's your goal? Well, to lose weight. Well, great. That's not an intrinsic motivator. Um, that's not the core reason. So then I'll say, you want to lose weight. Why is that important to you? Um, and they'll say, well, I'll have more confidence. Why is that important to you? Because it'll allow me to uh, have better relationships and work harder in the workforce. Why is that important? Because it'll set an example for my kids. I want to leave a legacy. So, so it's important to you because you want to leave a legacy, not because you want to lose weight. That's interesting. I studied acting and the best teachers would say, you want to drill down deep into the why you drill down. So you just drilled down with the why, 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 and then it's legacy. Yeah. So finding the core. Right. And then, and then when it comes to eating that cookie or not, weight loss isn't a strong intrinsic motivator, but leaving a legacy for your kids and setting that example to set them up for success and leaving a greater impact in the world, it's easier to say no to that cookie. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a step that a lot of people in business don't start with, but it's such a critical step. I find like when we're talking and interviewing people, sometimes people don't go through that exercise of really understanding their why or their value until they've been in business for a year in the honeymoon phase wore off. And so tell me a little bit more about this five, six, seven, a client that would come to you and say, man, I just really want to lose weight. And you're like, that's not the real thing. I think a lot of people who start a business, I just want to make more money. And that's probably not the real thing. Right. Why do they want to lose, you know, have more money? Security for their family. Why is that important? And it probably comes back to legacy, honestly. That's a big one. That's a big one for you. For me, correct. Everybody yeah. has a different core. Um, what are some examples of a, maybe one or two other cores that you've come across? I had one client where her big thing is uh, she only feels fulfilled if she is able to take care of others. Mm. And she puts herself last so often that it makes her less able to take care of others. That's a core value for her. For her. Uh, and if her health isn't where it needs to be, she can't do that as effectively. What a great example of drilling down. She's probably came to you saying similar things to other people. I need to lose weight. I want to look good naked. I want to blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but when you get down to the core of it for her, what really drove her, and back to this intrinsic thing, is she wanted to serve other people well. Right. And so 
not being able to take care of her own health didn't give her the energy she needed to serve other people well for the phase yeah. of life that she was in. So right. people call you up and you're like, look, lady, I can't help you until you know why you need help. <laughs> and then I make her like wax a car. and just Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are so Miyagi. Take the paintbrush out of their hand and put a barbell. <laughs> like, you won't even come out of your pajamas until they're ready and answering that question. You're like, ah, I don't leave the house until you know why. Exactly. <laughs> so back to the idea of if you really want to help somebody long term, you always say things like, there's no gimmicks. There's no shortcuts. You need a sustainable plan. You need a science-based approach that you can stick with. So you don't need a diet. You need to change the way you eat for the rest of your life. So it can't be something that's like a quick fad. And so how do you break through the noise in your particular industry? Because I think Josh and I would find examples similar in ours. Like it might be like, you need to do this one thing this way. And it's actually just a shortcut that might produce some short-term results, but it's not a long-term plan for people. So how do you kind of help educate people along those lines? I get a lot of, I did keto or I did this or... So I think it's important to, to help them understand uh, hormonally what's going on with them and why certain things would work and why certain things wouldn't and just giving them an overall holistic picture. For instance, if they have thyroid issues, we might be a little bit more stringent with removing wheat, grain, corn, soy, and dairy because look, your blood work is saying with your Western medicine doctor that these things are off and we know this is what causes that. So, you know, let's say they want to go on a low GI diet. That's all, that is all wheat, grain, and corn. That's what that whole diet is because of the glycemic index, not thinking about the rest of the implications. Just understanding, you know, how things work with their specific body and that they're an individual and there is no fad diet that is built specific to them. You know, one of the things I really love about about you is that you address these questions about, well, wait a minute, how does it become practical for me to change my lifestyles, particularly the diet, the intake of things in your mouth, like the foods we eat in our busy lives. So in some of your episodes I've heard, you, you really break it down well. If you're in a sheets, here's what to get. Here's where to get. There's really no way you can't find something nutritious to get you through until that next Whole Foods meal. You really knock that out of the park well. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, yeah. it, and it's not about being perfect. It's, it's about being better. Mm. and making better choices with what you have available. Um, and for it to be sustainable, you can't be perfect all the time. That's nonsense. It doesn't exist. I think when something's true at a principle level, it can often be universalized. And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners can struggle with. We get in this mode where until we feel like it's perfect, we can't launch the new thing. We can't start the new initiative. We can't change the way we're doing our thing. And we'd suffer from paralysis by overanalysis. Exactly. Like we're waiting out for the perfect plan instead of taking action. And I love the, the general patent quote that says, a, an, a good plan violently executed today will outperform a perfect plan next week. A good plan violently executed? Violently executed. Violently. <laughs> violently <laughs> yeah, executed. Like yeah. Well, he's a he's He was a general. a general. Oh, yeah. True, true. <laughs> you can start by making better decisions. And don't just wait until you got it all figured out because here's the big secret. And if you're a business owner and entrepreneur, you know this. We don't have it all figured out. We're very open to learning and continuing to grow. And if you if you approach life like that, instead of waiting until you have all your, your ducks in a row, you're getting to action faster and right. you're seeing results. And that kind of came up in your story. You mentioned early on, you said it a bunch of times, I shouldn't have done that. Probably not a good plan. But you knew you needed to work out. Uh, yeah. So I needed to do something. Yeah. And now you've got this mantra in your, there's no shortcuts. You need to have intrinsic motivation and make it long term. How did you get there? What were the things you tried that failed? Well, you know, the marathons, that beat the hell out of my body. You ran marathons. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, absolutely destroyed my body. I am not built for that. I had knee surgery. I had shin splints. I had piriformis syndrome. I was in physical therapy all the time, metatarsal fractures. It went on and on. During your marathon career? Yeah, every month. And the knee surgery was a big one. And finally, I said, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the cool part was I could literally eat anything I wanted. I didn't know anything about nutrition then, but as long as I kept running and I could literally eat anything I want. Now, I haven't ran in five years, and I'm at a better body composition than I was when I was a marathoner. But, you know, there might be a population where that fits okay with them, but my body violently rejected marathons. What did you get into next to sort of transfer that cardio? Strength training, circuit training. I love Jeff Jeff Kevlar's programs with Athlete X. You know, I follow those quite regularly. But with strength training, in five years, I think I've had one or two injuries. I've had like frozen shoulder, and that's it. Frozen shoulder. And that's it. Which, if you strength train for five years and you're doing it properly, I mean, that's a pretty good run. I think this is sustainable and long-term. Now I know the corrective exercises to avoid that. I didn't know that could be avoided. Because I compensate with my left shoulder due to how my collarbone grew back after I broke it in high school. How'd you break it in high school? Football. Football! Figures. I broke mine on a motorcycle. Yeah. Actually, I got hit really hard by by a guy in practice. I wish it was a cooler story. Oh, gosh. But he decked me. And (laughs) that was it. Did he, did he have any consequences for that? Oh, he did his job. We were doing a drill, and uh, he executed it perfectly. He executed. Yeah. He, he, gave, do... he gave him a little too much collarbone. <laughs> yeah. Can we ask some questions, nutrition questions? Let's have... do it. Pepper him. Get it. Pepper him. <laughs> Speaking of peppers, I'm growing peppers at Carolina Reapers. They're very spicy. Yeah. And uh, we bought this house. My wife has had some allergic reactions to something, and we're trying to dilute what it is, and we cleaned the air ducts. And Are there any sort of residuals of foods left in say frying pans for example or is there any you know iron skillets do those contain any hold any sort of you know yeah there are uh several coatings that aren't great for us and if you're using the wrong utensils and you're scraping the pan with them and it's getting into the food so there are things to look for off the top of my head i don't recall exactly what they are but you should be mindful of coatings of anything i don't use i try not to use plastic tupperware for that reason because some of those plastics can leach into the food so i always opt for glass when possible so we're always looking for bpa with plastic products BPA. too uh, you don't want that in your system bisphenol a and i think what really was it shania twain ended up with like breast cancer or something because on tour she was always drinking out of plastic water bottles with bpa i don't remember if it was shania twain or who it was maybe it was but oh wow but so don't quote me if uh, exactly on that speaking but, of cancer what are some things people with cancer can do as far as nutritional changes they can make juicing wheatgrass what sort of things sort of yeah. battle that um so really a lower carbohydrate diet because cancer cells feed off of sugar so especially staying away from a protein called lectin uh, which is in wheat grain and corn uh, primarily um, but you could literally starve cancer cells of sugar and steep that off quite a bit Intermittent fasting helps with a process called autophagy, which is the body getting rid of the weak cells. Mm -hmm. So when you go in a period of fasting and it breaks things down, it'll pick those weak cells and get rid of or abnormal cells. Mm -hmm. So intermittent fasting can help quite a bit for people with cancer, but they should talk with their particular healthcare provider to make sure it's safe for them. So here's a big one. What about today's multivitamin market say somebody's going out to get a men's multi or a women's mm-hmm. multi or whatever yeah. gender-free multi whatever <laughs> gender-free <laughs> multi? not yet but there will be let's get on it i can't Wait. believe that the the politically correct crowd hasn't addressed this well, yet <laughs> like there needs to be like some kind of pansexual yeah. multivitamin <laughs> need a special shelf in whole foods <laughs> that's hilarious 
So multivitamins, yeah. Where do we, what's, yeah. what's good? So almost all of them are garbage. And the reason why most of them use oxides, which are not a highly absorbable form of nutrients, and your body has to upconvert that to use it. So they're like 10% as effective as they used a chelated form. And companies do that because it's cheaper. They'll also add artificial dyes, which cause all kinds of problems. I've seen Centrum multivitamins with hydrogenated oils. That's trans fat. <laughs> That's heart attack causing crap. Now, the minute amount in that multi is probably not going to give you a heart attack. But if I'm literally taking something for my health, it better not have hydrogenated freaking oil in it. But I look for dairy fillers. They use all kinds of crap. If it's a hard tablet that's pressed, it's probably not very absorbable. So what I look for is chelated minerals. When I go, I look straight at the B12. And if it's a methylated form of B12, it's probably a high-quality multi, which is methylcobalamin instead of cyanocobalamin. It should be methylcobalamin. I'll also look at, if the, if I see folic acid, it's probably garbage. It should be folate. That's the highly absorbable form. I want to see what other fillers are in the capsule. I like a capsule with a powder inside, not a hard-pressed tablet. My favorite brands are Designs for Health. That's my top. Thorn Research is phenomenal. Pretty much anything they carry at Lifetime Fitness they are so uh, stringent on what they allow in the doors and they look at the toxicology reports and so many different things. I, I love anything Lifetime Fitness carries. That's what about people who live far from Lifetime Fitness and they you still maybe, order. maybe they can get to a Whole Foods? Oh, well, they can order. Yeah, you can order online. They'll ship it to yeah. your door. You don't have to be a member. But uh, Whole Foods has some acceptable options. Even you know, even GNC and, and some of the other stores will have some, but you have to look. So even in Whole Foods and GNC, you have to look. Right. Okay. Right. It's not like you just think, I go there and everything's fine. Uh, but with the multi, um, other things for a super high quality, if you're not pansexual, is... And what is pansexual? Uh, you, you <laughs> it's just a way of saying that, yeah. You might be a, a man who has attraction for a woman. You might also be a man who has an attraction for men, who also has an attraction for men who used to be women. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. they do have gender-specific multis that, ha that are formulated specific for your gender. And I also love it if it's an AM-PM formulated one that also helps with circadian rhythm. Well, before we go further, can you name just a couple of vitamins that someone could find at GNC? Just a couple good ones? At GNC, I'm not aware. Or, um, or anywhere? Yeah, the only thing I've bought at GNC is a pretty good form of collagen with hyaluronic acid in it. But they have other good stuff. I just, I'm just a lifetime guy. Okay, uh, so I, what's the website? Lifetimefitness. Uh, I think it's mylt.com. I really need to get a plug sponsor. By yeah, that. for sure. <laughs> see, see, you're welcome. But, but they're just, it's just good stuff. Have you heard of the one out of Amway, which is now Quickstar and maybe I, something? I have. Double X. You know, funny, funny story. I, I was uh, shopping for crap for my apartment at Target and this guy just starts up a conversation. You know, I had a lifetime shirt on and that's probably why he stopped me. And he's talking to talking. I'm like, wow, what a nice guy. And then he tries to uh, pitch Amway products. To me. <laughs> They're I'm great like, products. They're great yeah. products. <laughs> so uh, at one point I worked with a client and I looked at a couple of the Amway products and they looked okay. I don't recall that was years ago. I would no. have to look at their line Have a again. look again. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm curious to hear what. Well, let's circle back on that later. I'm curious about they have an X drink too, an energy drink that's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, take a look. Do you um, do energy drinks at all? Are you a monster or no, a Red Bull guy? N never. Oh come on, never. Um, so if you're one of these guys that's sponsored by them in NASCAR or whatever, and you get on a podium finish, would you actually drink it or not drink it? If, if they're paying me hundreds of thousands of dollars, you yes, I would, I would drink yeah, it. <laughs> that fits yeah. within your values because you're saying you don't have to be perfect all the time. Right. You can make a, you yeah. can make a bad choice well, every once in a while and it won't destroy you. What yeah. if you're sleepy on a desert island and you all, he'll come to a cooler and there's two? two <laughs> I would two probably the drink it. Yeah. You would, have the, would you go the Monster or the Red Bull? 
I, the I, green I, claw that has a. I think they both suck. I don't know <laughs> in terms of flavor, but they've maybe. I haven't had one since high school, so yeah. I, I don't even know what they taste like anymore. Have you guys seen the documentary about the background of the sign on the Monster Energy? No, it's an. Oh, I'm not kidding you. If you YouTube this, it oh, I've you. seen it. The like the lady who's explaining it, and she's like, it's like Lucifer's symbol. She's very convinced that it's very demonic. Yeah, it's and a symbol. <laughs> is it to the T, man? Well, is it is, this lady's yeah. uh, this lady's impression is it very much is from the, if I'm talking about the same video you saw. Yeah, it's like it's a like, seven minute documentary. Yeah, she's yeah. like explaining why it's basically this <laughs> super satanic thing, and yeah. I and I'm watching it thinking like I bet the guy who designed it like at Red Bull was like, nah, I just thought it looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> it just came so, to me in a dream. Yeah, so you know, I think it depends on you know Look cool. your profession and your goals. Like, if somebody's in Iraq, staying up at all hours of the night fighting mortar fire, and that monster keeps them going, absolutely, I'm not gonna give them a hard time. So I know our soldiers drink that stuff a lot, but I do know that it does have some health implications on your heart, and may not be the best source. Now, there's a monster zero. That actually is pretty clean for ingredients. You know, I had to look, checked into that for one of my clients. So Monster Zero, it looked like to be one of the better ones if you're going to do something like that. Our title sponsors for this show are Diane Kinlaw and Jamie Tulak. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or wish to refinance, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the triangle housing market better than the back of her hand? As your local lender, Diane Kinlaw knows how important this area is to you because it's her home too. That's why she's made it a goal not to just be the best loan officer around, but a community leader supporting small businesses with referrals and networking events and supporting local charities with frequent fundraisers. If you're looking to move to Holly Springs or the surrounding area, or maybe interested in a refinance to lower your term or rate, Diane offers a wide array of programs to fit your family's needs. Let her be a part of your path home. A home doesn't have to be a dream. Let Diane make it a reality. You can contact us at www.goprime.com and search for Diane or call 919-624-9541. GoPrime Mortgage Incorporated, company NMLS number 69551. Diane Kinlaw, NMLS number 1600777. GoPrime is an equal housing opportunity lender. Today's show sponsor, Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty, has a passion for serving clients and nearly a decade of industry experience as a top producing realtor and designer. Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty will help you reach your real estate goals. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or renting in today's market, having an experienced real estate expert working for you is crucial. And don't forget to ask her about her hometown heroes credit for military, police, firefighters, teachers, and medical providers. Contact Jamie Tulak today at 559-707-1913. That's 559-707-1913. MRP certified. So we were just talking about logos and stuff. Tell us about how, tell us a little bit about the journey of you quit teaching, then you were at Lifetime, and now you have your own company. Yeah. And then you came up with Fire Within. Like, what's with Fire Within? I love the symbolism of a phoenix. What what the story of the firebird of the phoenix is, is basically it consumes itself in flames, it turns to ash, and you think it's done, but then it rises this completely new, incredible creature. To me, it resonates because you kind of burn your old habits, just like that, that bird burning itself to ash, and then you rise just this completely new creation, which is what we can do with our lives and with our body. I just love that yeah. imagery. I think so much so. of us are stuck in that mindset that people don't change. But then you hear stories of people like you who were living a certain way and you have completely done a 180 from that. And it's not like it's something that you're currently struggling with anymore. It's like this is a whole new version of yourself. But it took a while to get there. It did. It, it took was, a lot of work. It was years. 
um, of small changes. When did the education side of it come into it? I don't know if I mentioned this already, but Brandon trains me in like it's getting like a free college education when I'm working out with him because <laughs> wow. I was asking questions about why this, why that. And he, he really invested the time to learn about the way our body works, both from a nutrition standpoint and from a scientific standpoint. And you're watching for things during the workout and you're viewing things through this lens of a, of a breadth of knowledge that a lot of us don't have because of the standard American diet. Um, yeah. we just, we just think food should be good and yeah. I will eat it cause it's delicious. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be like a fear monger. I guess it's just like, once you understand the why behind stuff, like we we're mentioning being intrinsically motivated, it's so much easier to make better decisions. And yeah. you really invested the time to learn that why. Cause for me, if somebody tells me to do something and I don't know why I'm not going to do it half the time. So always, as soon as I know why I'm fine, like a good example of that, there was this contractor when we were renovating lifetime is a complete asshole to everybody, just a complete dick. And one day I was downstairs doing some work in the administrative office and I saw these tattoos on him, and I started asking, he said, yeah, I've been seven years sober and he was talking about his experience in jail and his wife leaving and how every day he super craves that drink or whatever it is or that drug and now i'm okay with him being an asshole because i know there's a in, there's a conflict he's facing every day and winning wow. and i'm totally okay with with understanding him before that i just thought he was a jerk but now i see him as a reformed in, individual fighting this battle every day and and that's why he's a little edgy but if I know why, I'm, I'm in good shape. But what started that, honestly, was trying to get through my marathons. I was trying to qualify for Boston, and I knew my nutrition wasn't where it needed to be. I was bonking on races, running out of carbohydrate very quick. And um, so I started picking up, like, Runner's World magazines. And then I started getting frustrated because there was so much conflicting information. And I was hospital hospitalized after my first marathon because that's how off my nutrition was. It was bad. Not and I'm stubborn, and I should have stopped, but I kept going. Yeah. But then when I got to Lifetime, I had a client that came to me, Jorge, I'll leave his last name out for anonymity, but he said, my doctor says if I don't get my A1C down, he's going to put me on metformin and I'm going to be considered diabetic. Um, and he says, I have two months to fix this. And so I started doing heavy, heavy research into type 2 diabetes and through working with Jorge and trying all these dietary approaches, we got it way down, way out of the range. And before his trip, he was cleared, no medications. He was so excited. And that was the most incredible feeling to me. And then I started working with other clients that were already type 2 and we were able to reverse it using the same approach and changing their diet and these sustainable habits without medication. But then I got involved with the blood work program at Lifetime. And we were starting, then we can look at people's blood and hormones and make even more specific recommendations. And chronic arthritis people had for 20, 30 years, people in their 70s would completely get rid of it, gone. Just just increases in mobility, gut issues, reverse, sleep issues. Just this is simply by changing diet? Pretty much. Based on their blood work, we would make specific recommendations. There were some supplementation aspects. We would change their workout routines to match what their stress hormone and cortisol patterns were like. So we would change the timing, the amount of cardio, the intensity, all based on that. We'd work on their sleep habits. Just these almost miraculous things that in Western medicine were considered impossible were happening. And I kept researching and reading. I probably went through 60 books of, of doctors and reading medical journals. And I just fell in love with it. And then I came out with a workshop series. Um, that I offered for free to the members, which has really built the nutrition program there. 
did you have a vision to say leave Lifetime and go do your own thing? Is that why you're here and not with Lifetime? No, um, I was actually pretty happy with Lifetime. I didn't leave begrudgingly at all. It was a great company. I, you know, if, if uh, the right opportunity came back, I would go back. I love that company. What happened is I had an opportunity to do something on a global level, a medical healthcare device company that was found a way to bring healthcare to people in regions that didn't have access. They had a device they can drop off. They put this patch on and any doctor anywhere in the world can triage them, read their vitals and tell them what to do through SMS-based text messaging. The, at the time, it was called uh, Shark Dreams. Now, I think they're called Fellow, but they'd asked me to create a wellness program for them and for, for their company and then to use some of my proactive healthcare knowledge to implement with a consumer-based model because they have hospitals they own and they have these devices. But they thought, well, what if we can develop something for the average person that's not in a hospital setting just to improve their life so it can sense when their blood pressure and these vitals are going up and then the text-based system would say, hey, you need to take deep breaths or you can try this or you can try that so that before it becomes an illness, they can do something about it. And, and they're global. And I just thought, what an incredible opportunity to make an impact in a bigger way. And that's why I initially left Lifetime. And otherwise, I'd probably still be there. So where do you see yourself in, say, 10 years? I hope I'm still running Fire Within. You know, I, I want this podcast to grow and inform more and more people actually working on uh, an online course that's just, uh, you know, all my knowledge into a couple eight-minute videos uh, so people can go through that course and, and systematically change their lives. And we're really excited about having that released hopefully within the next six months. That's the goal. For now, I want to have live events with speakers where people can come and learn and, and leave that workshop knowing exactly how to transform their lives and, and find out that intrinsic motivation piece. I think that your industry in particular is one of the few on the short list that I think have really seen an example of marketing making it harder for people to make good decisions. There's yeah. so much conflicting information in the diet, in the fad diet, in the fad exercise, that it makes it very difficult for consumers because you'll almost hear exact opposite across the board from one to another. Like, he got to do this. And this has been a thing that's been going on for a long time, like yeah. since, since the 90s when we were all scared of fat. And it turns out that fat really wasn't the thing that was the main problem. And then you talk about all the conspiracy stuff, how much you weigh into it with like, the different lobbies and stuff that helped set the nutrition guidelines for the food pyramid when they were forming the the first version of the food pyramid, they collaborated with a lot of people. And then when it actually came out, even the people they collaborated with like, what? What the heck? <laughs> that's not what we said. Like, <laughs> so like all the scientists and nutritionists are like, that's not, that's not it at all. And what had happened, I guess there was a lot of money thrown at politicians from the grain industry, General Mills and, and people like that. So when the food pyramid came out, uh, there were 11 servings of grain at the bottom. And it was supposed to be the one serving at the top. But that's what was submitted, but it's not what, what came out. If you could just Take a moment. You're talking to our audience here. Some of the most common myths surrounding what we probably believe from conventional wisdom is things that we should be doing to keep ourselves healthy so that we can live out our whys. Yeah. Um, whole grains is one of the biggest ones. So wheat, grain, and corn are actually some of those harmful things in our diet. There's a lot of hormonal issues that happen with those from a protein called lectin. It causes us to have glucose spill into the bloodstream and be stored as fat, particularly in the liver which is why one in two Americans has non-alcoholic fatty livers disease. 
That's insane. And, and that's primarily from corn, corn syrup, and things like that. So that would be the, the, one of the top ones. The next would be to avoid vegetable oil. With the fat craze and, and avoiding fats, the, the, we had the spike in vegetable oils, which harden our arteries and cause all kinds of issues. Uh, that's canola oil, which is in everything, soybean oil, things like that, cottonseed oil. That's a huge one. Let's see, uh, dairy, uh, milk does not do a body good. In fact, <laughs> it leads to cystic acne and chronic ear infections in kids, which causes overdosing of antibiotics, which then can lead to Crohn's disease, diverticulitis, all kinds of just horrible, horrible illnesses as they get older. Weakens the immune system. Dairy is not something we should... I- I'm hearing now that almond milk is bad for the bees. I'm like, I can't find a good can't source. Win. Bad for yeah. bees? I want to know who gets paid to milk all those almonds. It must take forever. That is interesting. <laughs> what? Why do some people's farts smell worse than others? Dairy. I don't, I'm just kidding. I don't Dairy? Know. Uh, well, I think it has a lot to do with your microbiome health. Uh, so that's another thing people don't take into account. It's not something that was focused on to the last 10 or 15 years, but the bacteria in our gut, that's your microbiome and how important that is. Yeah. So if you have an overgrowth of candida and sugar-loving bacteria, that could influence why your fart smells worse. Yeah. So I think dairy definitely can have an impact on that. How you digest certain things. Maybe your gallbladder sucks and you don't process fat very well. There's a lot of different reasons. So it's a sign that something's off. Correct. Yeah. yeah, if you have like super foul smelling gas, your gut's messed up. Does anybody have like decent smelling and attractive smelling flatulence? <laughs> <laughs> when I walk by, it's like a Glade plug-in. It's just... <laughs> I knew like, it, man. We were talking about some of the, the common myths and you, you happen to fo- focus down on the nutrition. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are some of the common myths that you wish people would understand about the way that they approach exercise? I think the biggest myth is chronic cardio is good for you. Just get on a treadmill for hours. I think that's, uh, for a lot of people, one of the worst things you can do. Because especially if it's just steady state and you're not at least doing interval training, you're taxing your adrenal system, you're taxing you're in all kinds of things, which can cause cortisol to go out of whack. It could affect your sleep cycle. But the conventional wisdom is that's how you lose weight, is you do cardio. That's conventional wisdom, but it's not the best approach. In fact, strength training is much more effective, faster, and you don't end up with all the injuries I sustained during my marathon career. Uh, I think cardio is great. I think people should do cardio, but it shouldn't be your only emphasis. You're going to get a lot more out of strength training. But I think there should be a balance of both. And in fact, if you do circuit training and you're doing strength training in circuits with, and manipulating your rest time, you get just as much cardio. In fact, I used to do uh, metabolic testing, you know, with VO2 and, and using the computers and the machines and the hoses and everything and the masks. And I would do metabolic testing for just strength trainers and I would do it for marathon runners. And the circuit training strength trainers had the same VO2 max as the marathon runners. So you can increase and help your cardio without specifically just getting on a treadmill or whatever it is. And I'm not saying that's as bad, and I think there may be certain people that do really well, but what I think, especially people interested in marathons, should understand is more and more people are finding that scar tissue is building up in the right ventricle of their hearts from that chronic cardio, and and all kinds of marathoners are dropping with heart attacks. So, And I'm sure it doesn't happen to everybody, but, but there is a consequence to that much chronic stress on your body. Yeah, I think part of your approach from what I what I understand from just being on your show and help producing your show and, and working out with you is that it's not about trying to overdo anything. It's about how do you put the right amount of stress on yourself so that you cause your body to adapt and become stronger without overdoing it and causing injury. Right, and the other key is is what's sustainable. What can you do for the rest of your life? That That's a big deal to me too. 
Because uh, anybody can lose a bunch of weight real quick, but then you burn out and you get injured and then it comes back on and then you just go in this cycle. Yeah. So, so the same thing when people ask me what's better, free weights or machines, and, and I used to say always free weights, but honestly, the answer is whatever's going to keep you in the gym longer, right, know, nice. more consistently. What are you more comfortable with? So I've changed a little bit in my, my thinking there. So in going through the transformation that you went through and now having this new kind of approach to your nutrition and to your, and to your exercise regimen, how do you think that that's played into the other areas of your life? Like the idea of, I feel like for a lot of us, when we think, man, I just need to be getting more done. So I need to focus on being more efficient. So I need to get better at to-do lists. Do you feel like you have more energy? Do you feel like you're, you have more balance in your life because of these things or? Oh, absolutely. Mental clarity and focus, you know, because I want, you know, hormonal health to be okay. I'm focused more on sleep, which, which is definitely helped with that insomniatic issues. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but Alzheimer's, dementia, and memory loss are primarily the result of sugar and lack of sleep. Because what happens is sugar leaves a uh, residue called amyloid beta plaque in the brain. And that's what gets in the way of neur neurons connecting. And when you sleep properly, the glymphatic system of your brain actually flushes out that amyloid beta plaque. So if you're lacking sleep, more and more of that builds up and your memory is worse and worse and worse. That's why I lost six months of memory of my life. It's gone. It's because of that buildup of amyloid plaque. I was eating like crap and not sleeping. So I think it helps a lot with brain function. And maybe that's part of why I was able to do so much research and absorb it and digest it and spit it out in a way people could understand is I had that, that clarity and that mental focus that I, that I was lacking for so many years. So it certainly impacted me that way. It's impacted me, I think, with relationship. Because I was able to do this, I can take those same concepts and use it to work on my, you know, romantic relationship, my friendships. Because you also learn a lot about psychology and brain behavior and things like that. It can help you understand your partner better. I don't know that there's any area of my life that hasn't been impacted by it. Yeah. Talking to like business owners and entrepreneurs and like our audience members. What are, do you think are some of the critical components or habits that they need in their life in order to have a sustainable long-term approach to their business success? Yeah, I think movement of any kind is really, really important. And taking breaks, even just walking outside for a few minutes. We discussed on one of our podcasts, the Brendan Burchard book, about how taking breaks every 45 minutes and walking helps keep you a lot more productive than if you just try and slam through it because you get that blood flow to the brain. So I think movement, even if it's not strength training, even if it's not cardio, just get up and walk could be very helpful. I think understanding the types of foods that help your brain, like fish oil, avocado, healthy fats primarily, and being properly hydrated, what that can do for your ability to focus on tasks, make decisions and things like that is, yeah. is huge. And if you do sacrifice some time to take care of your body, I think you're going to be amazed at how much more you can get done in the day in a shorter period of time. Mm -hmm. Where do you start? I'd say sleep. It is so easy to just burn the oil till two in the morning every single night, but that's going to catch up quick. Remember, you're allowing that beta amyloid plaque to build up. You won't feel it right away, but there's going to become a point where your ability to make decisions, to think, and have clarity is going to wane, and it is going to impact. You know, the CEO of a company I worked with, he was young, and, and it was starting to happen to him, and he would get these headaches all the time in the middle of the day, and he couldn't think, and he was just shot. So, so that can happen. That's an extreme case. He was also flying all over the world. But, but if you're not careful of your brain health early on, it will come to bite you later on. But sleep is probably the most important. And then I would say cutting the wheat grain and corn. 
and then looking at soy and dairy after that. When I first heard you say cut wheat, grain, and corn, I was like, well, why eat? Because it seems like that's <laughs> in everything, right? Like, what's left? I'm going to eat celery and apples. That'll be fun. I'll be the weird guy packing a lunch when everybody else is eating regular food. You know, like, yeah. oh, that, that looks yeah. delicious. But there's so many options now that exist because companies are making options that still taste good and still, like, you turn me onto this potato chip company that makes like nacho chips for dipping that has no wheat grain and corn in it. it's like how the heck is this a thing and they're freaking delicious they make it with cassava flour which comes from the, from a potato we actually had them last night we made chili and we the, the company's called siete and we use those siete chips with the chili and then we actually got an almond greek yogurt which you know who we, sells that now which i was really surprised the siete brand is bed bed bath and beyond what really yeah, they added like a food section that's amazing they, they got it in there I hope they take over the market. They're just an amazing company, them and Epic and a couple others. We actually went to Wegmans. We found a wheat grain and corn-free freaking donut. I heard you guys raving about Wegmans on a previous episode yeah. of your yeah. show. Have you and, been yet? Uh, not yet, bro. I'm waiting for this one to open down here. Oh, gosh. It's amazing. You need like a week to get through the store. But, <laughs> Yeehaw, man. But, so we got a maple, uh, cinnamon sugar, and a chocolate donut. They were all wheat grain, corn, dairy, vegetable oil free. Yeah. And it's crazy the stuff waffles. they're coming up with, like the, the yeah. meatless meat and all that stuff. Like I, I've tried a couple of the, I don't remember the name of the main brand one that's everywhere, but I've had it before. Beyond like, Meat, maybe? Beyond Meat, yeah. yeah. You order it at a restaurant, and you're like, man, I cannot tell that that's yeah. not meat. It's crazy. Yeah, my only caution with that stuff would be most of them are made with soy, and soy is pretty horrible for you. Uh, mm. But if you can find some with at least a, a fermented form of soy. like You know what you know would be a good name for some fake meat? What's that? Beat your meat. <laughs> <laughs> you love Absolutely. it, see? <laughs> you know, I went to a steakhouse, and, and, it, and when you leave, they have a book of matches you can take, and it says, you can't beat our meat. And I just thought it was the funniest thing. Wow. Uh, so much of your approach is about how you should have a plan that's sustainable that you can keep doing for a long time. I love asking people the question of, like, what are what are some of the small things that you could start doing right now that would if you kept doing them in the long term, would pay off into these huge compounding wins. Yeah. Start your day with uh, 16 to 24 ounces of water. That's easy to do or green tea, whatever. You know, most people are chronically dehydrated. And when you're chronic, guess what? If you have bone issues, osteoporosis, osteopenia, cervical issues, spine issues, the only way to get nutrients to rebuild those areas is through osmosis, which requires water. I've had so many clients with chronic uh, spinal issues with surgeries and disc shattering and never once had a doctor asked about their hydration level. And I had a guy who estimated that for 20 years, he'd be lucky to get in 24 ounces of water a day and he needed closer to 96. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think focusing a little bit on your hydration, that's free too. What do you think about the water we drink? Is the water we drink good for us or should we filter it? I, I wouldn't do tap on a regular basis. Granted, it's much better than what you get in a third world country. Yeah. Uh, so I'm grateful that we have uh, a clean and treated water source. <laughs> I but, know, yeah, go ahead. But, but the bleach and, and a lot of the chemicals, fluoride is horrendous for your microbiome health and your gut health. Yeah. So, so I, I would always drink filtered water if you have access to it. Right. I had this friend in New York City who swore by the tap water. He would, no matter what floor he's on, what how old the building was, the walk up from 19 whatever, he would say, guys, you're ridiculous for drinking all that filtered water and buying Britas. It's like, just drink out of the tap. New York City water's fine, man. <laughs> I, I <just laughs> That's probably the last city I would drink. <laughs> he's doing all right, I guess. He's yeah. a musician. He lives in L.A. Yeah. Sorry. 
know, and, and I don't know that any one of these things are going to, you know, outright kill anybody, but there are areas of health that can be improved. And if so, there's a better solution that's not too difficult to do, I'll always go for the better solution. So we see a core thing for you is longevity. We see you've done how many? 21 episodes as of now and counting. Are you going to do an episode for men only about longevity in the bedroom? We could. That's a good one. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, we could yeah. talk about testosterone. We could talk about yeah. Actually, while we're on that, going back to what we said about vegetable oil, a lot of men with ED, erectile dysfunction disorder, um, they think it's a testosterone issue. It's probably not. Here's here's what's going on, most likely. Uh, you go to McDonald's, you go to Burger King, you, you get them fries that have been in a uh, recycled oil that's been used and used for months. It's a vegetable oil. Well, that actually mm, delicious. Mm, yeah, recycled so, oil Chick-fil-A for months. Chick Fil A so, does that also. Do they all just? It's Chick-fil-A? peanut oil at least, but yeah. they've recycled. It's very highly oxidized because they use it and use it and use it, which right. is bad. So if you were to take somebody's blood pressure and do the cuff and squeeze it off the blood flow and then release it, they actually measured the dilation. They did it again after eating some uh, fast food fries. It was a ninety percent restriction of Damn. dilation. Probably the problem with ED is vegetable oil. Um, not so much testosterone. Also, it inhibits nitric oxide release and all the things that need to happen for an erection to happen. So it's not from too much ma- masturbation. It's from vegetable oil. It could be from too much masturbation. If you're wanking all the time. Can we say wanking? Um, <laughs> we just did. We just did. That's a thing too. But lack of sleep could also be to, to blame. That's going to drop testosterone significantly. I had a period of my life where I was chronically not sleeping well and it was pretty tough. So I think that make sure your sleep's good. Avoid vegetable oil, and chances are that issue will resolve itself in staying properly hydrated. Get it up, people. Get it up. <laughs> That's going to be my new tagline. Lay off the French fries and get it up. <laughs> All right, so what kind of services do you offer? Where can people find you if you're in the Triangle area? Are you, avail- are you taking clients for personal training? Yeah, I do take uh, a number of clients, uh, one-on-one. I offer one-on-one training either at my facility or I can travel to them for a fee. I offer nutrition coaching, which could be done anywhere, including on the phone. I've done like executive packages where CEOs would want kind of uh, either a wellness program implemented in their company or an overhaul plan for them. I'll go to their houses. We'll come up with meals. I've cooked for people. I've taught their children how to cook meals. Really anything. I do grocery uh, store guided tours. I also do a, a kitchen makeover program Well, where I'll go to your kitchen and I don't throw stuff out. That's not what I'm there for. <laughs> you like the opposite of that. Does it spark yeah. joy and then you throw it away? <laughs> <laughs> Look closely. <laughs> Crash. <laughs> Probably my most popular service is the kitchen makeover service. And what we'll do is we'll look at every label of everything in your house and I'll explain uh, the health implications of it and you decide what changes you're ready to make. Yeah, it's like a great way to quickly know the whys behind the food choices that you're making. Right. I think that's one of the more impactful things I do and then after I've ruined your day, I accompany you to the grocery store and and we come up with what to replace it with, specific to your likes. I'm not just going to fill your fridge with kale. That's dumb. I can't eat raw kale, by the way. Horrible gas. Oh, (laughs) that's good to know. I could do it cooked, though. Yeah. Comes full circle. Yep, full circle. (laughs) (laughs) So they can find out more about Brandon Woolley and Fire Within Nutrition and Fitness. You can check out his podcast at the, you can get it wherever you get your podcasts. So I recommend it. You go check it out. It's uh, Fire Within Nutrition and Fitness. 
help them get up into the top 50, which would be awesome because then you'd be on that first page, which would be amazing. Also, you can check out all of the services that you were mentioning on your website, which is firewithinnf.com. Let me uh, add one more. Uh, another service I offer for a lot of companies is I'll do workshops for their staff for health health staff development. Ah, what a great idea. Yeah, especially the stress and sleep seminar is one of the most popular ones. I've done that for doctor's offices. Yeah, so if you have like a staff meeting coming up and you book guest speakers, that could be a fantastic way to encourage your staff to continue to be healthy and productive and yeah. show and I, them that you care about their health. And when I did that corporate wellness program, we have you know tons of statistics on increases and in less time out of the office, more productivity, etc. Awesome, Brandon. You are a local treasure, man. You're Thank way more than a nutritionist. You're you're really uh, someone who comes alongside and helps people add values to their lives through nutrition. And it's good to know you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, man. Everybody have a great day. Later. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Get unstuck, tell a better story, and have a good answer to the question, what are you doing today?